Welcome to the special Gay Pride edition of the Red Podcast, the podcast for influencers. This episode is a little out of character from what I normally do here at Red Podcast. If for some reason this is your first time listening, you're looking for a gay-oriented podcast. This probably is not the podcast you are looking for. However, if you're looking for that, I do have a solution for you. Check out the guys at The Thirst, my friends Cy and Derek. The Thirst is T-H-R-S-T. There is no I in Thirst. It's like team. It's a great co-hosted podcast on all things gay, relationships, whatever gay people do. They're talking about it there. Thethirst.com for that. I don't really have any gay stuff to tell you. Well, yeah, I do. Let me tell you a quick story. I was dating a girl, born again Christian, super evangelical. Figured, why not? Maybe it'll work out. She'd never flown a kite. So I picked up a kite, figured we'd go to the park and fly it. She'd have a new experience. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but all kites look like gay pride flags. And remember, she's a super evangelical Christian. I'm kind of a smart ass. I asked her as we're getting the kite up in the air, I asked, does it bother you that our kite looks like a gay pride flag? She said, no, because God had the rainbow first. And the reason I tell you this story is because she recently came out as lesbian. Did the kite turn her gay? Maybe I turned her gay. I don't know. Let's get to the show. Check this out. Now, that's a voice that you might recognize, but you've probably never seen this woman. I want to tell you the story behind her. You've certainly heard of a band called C&C Music Factory. In 1990, they released a song. It was called Gonna Make You Sweat. Sounds a little something like this. Big hit. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S., but it also charted all around the world. Countries like Australia, Sweden, France, New Zealand, Norway, and Germany. The album of the same name, it sold 5 million copies in the U.S. alone. It was a massive hit, and if you turned on MTV in 1991, you saw the video because it was in heavy rotation. It featured two vocalists, Freedom Williams and Zelma Davis. Every time you turned them on, they were there. The story behind this song, though, is that although you saw Zelma Davis, she didn't actually sing on the record. The vocal snippets that I played for you from that song, that's Martha Wash. She's actually the lead female vocal on that song. And it's an interesting story for a couple of reasons. One, because Martha Wash was hired to do backup vocals. She was only paid a few hundred dollars, went to a studio in New York City. And the way this works, not to get too overly technical, but a lead vocal on a record gets paid more than backup vocals. Think of the work that you do as an entrepreneur. The head guy gets paid more than the guys behind you. It works the same in music. And they told Martha Wash, this is going to be the background for the song. We've got a guy rapping over it, Freedom Williams. He's the lead. You're the backup. It's a flat fee. She didn't get any royalties on this song. And here's your money for the backup vocals. That's kind of the subplot. The real story, and why I'm bringing this up here, is the video. Not only was Martha Wash absent from the video, which you can kind of understand. It's MTV. They try to make everything slick. They airbrush it. They polish it. But she also didn't receive credit on the album at all. The act went on tour all around the world in those countries that I just mentioned. 
but she wasn't asked to participate. She wasn't even invited. Zelma Davis, the woman in the video, and I'll have this linked at redpodcast.com slash gay if you want to see this video. Zelma lip-synced all around the world. So you've got people watching the video, hearing the album, seeing the shows, and they think it's Zelma Davis. The story behind this is that the two guys behind CNC Music Factory, the producers, because it wasn't really a band, it was just producers that put it together with studio musicians, just like a lot of dance music, a lot of disco music. Although they loved her voice, they thought Martha Wash was unmarketable due to her large size. She's a large woman. They didn't think that a big woman would do well. So the song is called Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now. It was a huge hit. It sold millions of copies when it was released. What happened after that? The success short-lived. Sure, you've heard the song, and it still gets played. Anytime you have a big song like that, it gets played occasionally. But more or less, it's thought of as a novelty song. It's kind of cliche. And what's happened to CNC Music Factory since is that one of the guys has died. The other musicians on the album, one of them went on to play for Hall & Oates. The other people are doing their solo stuff. There's only one original member left from the 1990s lineup. It's very close to a cover band. As I mentioned, the song, it's still around, but it's more of a pop culture cliche. When you think about the 90s, you're going to think about that song. It's kind of like when you think about the 80s, you're thinking about Rubik's Cube. When you think of the 70s, you're thinking about disco music. You're thinking about pet rocks. You're thinking about leisure suits. That is where the song, Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now, is. It's a novelty. What's the lesson for entrepreneurs here? The big idea, number one, is that facade, it may look good, but it rarely has longevity. Facade, it gets found out. Everybody thought they were getting one thing, Zelma Davis, skinny model, who can sing, but she doesn't sing like Martha Wash. They thought they were getting her. That wasn't what they were getting. And the big idea, too, is what I call dance with the one that brung you. And that is the reason that I'm having this special Gay Pride edition of Red Podcast. When you've got something that's working for you, as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, a marketer, somebody with ideas that you want to spread, when you've got something that works with you, keep doing it. This is what we call it in the South. Dance with the one that brung you. If you're a sports coach, That means playing the players and using the strategies that got you to where you are. And for you, as an entrepreneur, if you're having success with a certain market, don't neglect that market. Abraham Lincoln had a similar philosophy, and at the height of the Civil War, here's what he said. He said, it's best not to swap horses when crossing a stream. The grass is always greener on the other side. And occasionally, we have these opportunities to neglect our market and to go mainstream. That's what CNC Music Factory was trying to do with this. And did they do it successfully? Yeah, they kind of did it successfully. But let's get back to Martha Wash, the woman who sang on the track. The producers and the marketing team behind CNC Music Factory, they thought that she was unmarketable, but they completely neglected her earlier success. By 1990, when this track came out, she'd already spent more than a decade as a well-known singer in the gay community one half of a duo called Two Tons of Fun. She was also a backup singer for the drag performer and disco star Sylvester. 
You've probably heard of a track that she did as one half of a duo called The Weather Girls. That is a gay anthem. It's called It's Raining Men. Something you may not know about that song is it was co-written by Paul Schaefer. You may know him from Late Night with David Letterman. And the CNC Music Factory producers, they took all that. They took a recognized voice in the club scene. They took a recognized figure in the club scene, and they completely neglected that. Completely going for another market. So where's Martha Wash today? Today she's as successful as ever. She's an in-demand session vocalist singing for other people as well as recording and touring as a solo artist. Her voice, as I mentioned, is one of the most recognized in house music. Her work with acts like Sylvester and Luther Vandross, it's considered classic, not novelty. As far as her relationship with CNC Music Factory, she successfully sued to receive proper credit and appropriate royalties. And because of her, there's now legislation making vocal credits mandatory on recorded music and music videos. If you go find the album, Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music Factory, you'll either see a sticker on the outside of it, or you'll see that they've reprinted it to give Martha Wash credit. And Martha Wash is the example of what I'm talking about here. No facade. Go look up videos of Martha Wash on YouTube. There's no facade there. She is raw, raw talent that comes through when she sings. She's not about smoke and mirrors or trying to thin down, trying to Photoshop herself. And the other big idea, dance with the one that brung you. She got a record deal after this entire fiasco. A solo record deal, no duets, no working for other producers. And she focused on her core audience, which is the gay community. She dug in deep. If you look at the video for her debut single, and I'm going to have this linked at redpodcast.com slash gay. It's her surrounded by half-naked men. Recently, 20 years later, she's still doing it. She is digging in deep. She's a top draw at Pride events. And she performs at gay clubs throughout the world. Big takeaway. Whether you're gay, straight, somewhere in between, it's be who you are. Find your audience. And dance with the one that brung you. Thank you so much for listening to Red Podcast. If you've got questions, you've got comments, reach out to me, at David Hooper on Twitter. If you want more marketing advice from me, you want to know how to reach, expand, and develop your audience, Visit me at redpodcast.com. One click is all it takes to make sure you never miss an episode of Red Podcast. If you're on iPhone, Android, however you get your podcast, one click will make sure you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) 